Right. So I'm saying before before everyone listening goes, I wonder what he meant by that. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Lunchtime in Rome. This is episode 46, and I am here with Jay. Hello. And Eric. Hey, buddy. And we are found on the interwebs at lunchtimeinrome.com. Go there, subscribe to our podcast. You can find out where to download them, Spotify, SoundCloud, all that stuff. Uh, We have our previous shows out there, all 45 previous shows, along with the show notes. And um, we encourage you to dig into that because there's lots and lots of good stuff. A lot of it, in, especially in the early shows, lays the foundation for everything that we do. And so from that point on, let's take it to let's pass it over to Jay and let's uh, find out what Lunchtime in Rome is all about. Why are we doing this? This podcast is centered on a verse in the Bible called Romans twelve fifteen, which is rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn as an answer to God's first problem on earth, which was people felt alone. And the way to keep people from feeling alone is to join them in their emotion. And so in this podcast, we spend the first 20 minutes modeling that. Showing how we can talk about each other's lives, what we eat, as if we were having lunch in Rome, having lunch at 1215 in Rome, where we will celebrate our lives together and mourn the bad parts of life or the challenges. So we model what we teach. And then the second 20 minutes, we have a lesson or a focal point in how to keep other people from feeling alone or maybe even how to keep ourselves from feeling alone. And today that topic would be how uh, people that feel alone at home in their very in own their families and very own families home, like, yep. where you should be feeling great and more often than not sometimes you don't and then the last uh, few minutes of the podcast we say how people can do better and we sort of mock people but then we bring it back with a can't do better and lift people up and we have our very own do better because we have a mailbag that we when we reached into it today we found mothballs and moths <laughs> and we happened to find a couple emails that we haven't touched on so um i'm gonna go first and read one from jason well that's a good one because that one's recent that was from october 3rd. yeah so we're doing yes. okay with that, that so jason solid says hello guys my name is jason so and this is uh lunchtime in rome at gmail.com if you want to email us we might check on it and try to get your <laughs> we get will your, do better we will, we do, will better. do better but my name is jason i've known jay for many years and feel like i've come to know the other two the other two through listening to the podcast first let me say thank you for the podcast it has been a source of joy for me since i started listening earlier this year the way that the three of you talk and care about each other is refreshing i just want to thank you for allowing me to be at your table for your lunchtime in rome that's awesome. It really is. And the fact that he really says, is. I feel like I've come to know the other two. That's what we want. Mm-hmm. You know, we want you to realize you are one of us. That's us. That's us. <laughs> yes. You are the other two. <laughs> doesn't name us by name. No, he doesn't know you that well. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what we, you know, yes. you're with us each week and that's why we want these emails. Mm-hmm. We want these emails. Yeah. We may not necessarily open the emails, but we will in the no, future. We will. We will. We will. Yes. Yeah. I we mean, will. Uh, will. let's just say we haven't opened one since May. Maybe. Um, but maybe. maybe every week we start every podcast and we go Facebook live. And what do we say? Hey, Josh. Hi, Facebook. Hi, Josh. Because Josh <laughs> no. is a part of this. Josh is at the table. P. Dickey, we've known for years. He's given us some feedback. My sister, Mary Lynn, you know, different people. Yeah. They're all at the table. Paul the Heidi. more you, Paul and I, the more you communicate with us, the, the bigger your seat at the table is. Jeff Platt's watching right now. Jeff Platt's well, on he's the driving road. Down. Well, he's driving, <laughs> yeah, he's driving, he's driving his 18 wheeler. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff has to explain to me what he's doing with some weirdo thing. He's got a picture of a guy that he keeps posting and he's like, Oh, he does this. It's sort of like a flat Stanley. Oh, it's gotta be like some like inside joke with one of his like, I would hope friends. It's, I would love to be a part of an inside joke. Speaking so, of P Dickey, P. Dickey, he sent us a, an email just the other day. Um, May just, 20, just the other May? May just the other May 21st. <laughs> and he said, I wanted to let you know we're listening from West Virginia. Your friendship and banter are the kind of things we miss after relocating and being further from our friends. We're thankful that you share your friendship and don't just jump right into the show topic like some idiots 
like Justin Booth being <laughs> Scott Gracie. Oh, wait, no, I added that. Uh, like most other pods do. They wouldn't so, let you translate the Bible, would they? <laughs> Since listening, we found permission. Listen to this. Since listening, we found permission to talk about our feelings more in our marriage and with our kids. And we take more time to learn about our hurts and family history. That is That's like awesome. the epitome of a great response to what we do. Man, and, and, and his story, their story. It's um, amazing. They're just, amazing people. Jeff clarified Flat Patrick, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I said safety first. Um, no, and that's incredible. Thank you so much for, for taking the taking the time out to write us and it yeah. really means a lot. It does, especially be, we were saving it since May just for this moment. Just for this moment. God <laughs> led us to to read that at this time. <laughs> they did. Is really what I think it is. I, I, waiting for the lightning. Classic. Classic. Um, awesome. And so with that being said, let's get into what our weeks were about. Um, yeah. Which guy who wants to go I first? I go first. So good news. Yes. That's always a good thing. I love it. That's good update. Jay, we join you. You got news. anything? <laughs> we join Celebrate you. your good news. Yeah. So good news. Amy just <sighs> yes. <laughs> accepted a position at her um, at her job where she currently works. Um, she's a social worker, but now she will be moving into a part-time position um, and be able to be at home here with Mags two days a week. Mm-hmm. And she is so excited. I am so excited that she is so excited about it. It's awesome. Um, Has she officially started that schedule? No. She the, the plan for right now is that she continues in the current role that she's in until the 28th, and then there will oh. be like two weeks of training mm-hmm. that'll be like full two weeks right after that. Man, and then, right and in then, time for the holidays. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it will be, you know, less money. Sure. Um, you know, coming in each month. So we're kind of tightening up our our belts on budget and whatnot. Um, but you know, taking, it's kind of forced us to take a a look at our finances, which we haven't done in a while. Mm -hmm. And, uh, cut out some of the fat. Maybe we got to come out, cut Mm -hmm. out some of the fat. We're cut out some of the carbs, evaluating Mm -hmm. cable, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, don't Which, be drastic, okay? I'm okay. There's with other that. places we can save money. Yeah, but see, other than like, TV. but see, there's there's things like formula. I don't, don't want to lose. Diapers. No, we're done. Oh, praise God, uh, we are done with formula. You. That's, that's also that is, that's also that's also reason, dude. <laughs> we can finally so play good. the light bill again. Here, man, hurry up, get her out of diapers. Have dude. a marshmallow, <laughs> girl. <laughs> yeah, have some more Cheerios. Um, so, but yeah, it's it, it's it's really cool, and she is so excited, which makes me it brings a lot of peace to my heart, which is awesome. Um. And then all of a sudden, and we've, we've been talking about my interval training, you know, mm-hmm. um, all of a sudden we're just, we're, we're running now. Like my interval training is really Maggie? like, no, no. Like it's like really ramped up in its intensity. Oh. So like this morning's run, cause normally it's been like no more than like five minutes for, mm-hmm. for a run. This morning was 10 minute run, mm-hmm. three minute walk, 10 minute run. Hey, like, how about that? Being okay. A little over. We are in it. Wow. But what was really cool is that like I did it like, mm. yeah, no, that's the, you know, cool like part. that's the, that's the goal. And that's the, it's really interesting to like feel the training work and me being able to push through and do it, which is, which is pretty cool. Are you seeing results with your weight? I don't know. Because yeah, the scale's haven't. still broken. <laughs> well, that and might not be a bad thing. You it's know? not. No, you know, I'm yeah, not that's... really like focused. I like I feel better, mm-hmm. and like I can actually like you know, I, Jay, you commented on you know you can notice, you notice in my face. Hey, your face fits inside your head again. <laughs> that's right. Um, and uh, and I can I can just feel it, you so, know, around. Yeah, uh, and that's awesome, man. Yeah. What what time you get up in the morning? So my I set my alarm for five, and yeah. then. <laughs> And I kind of ease into the day, like I'll I'll usually do a little devotional, like in the, like right when I get up, and then check the news, uh, do my morning constitution, and get rolling. So I'm usually like out the door at five thirty. Um, so it's early, but I'm usually back by like six or a little bit after. Okay, so you're running for about half an hour. You're mm-hmm. doing that whole yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a five minute warm up and like usually like a twenty minute run and like mm-hmm. and the warm up varies, but mm-hmm. um usually like somewhere between three to five minutes. So what time do you go to bed usually? 
Mm, well, last night I was hurting this morning. <laughs> but Man, you I was did hurting it. this morning. But I did it. I did not want to get out of bed this morning because uh, I knew what was coming. I knew like the oh, you know ahead of time. The back to back ten. Yeah, I can look and see what's coming up. I knew the back to back ten was coming up, and it was you know we were over watching Survivor last night, and I uh, yeah, I went to bed around eleven thirty. I left. I left your house around a little 10, eleven, a little before eleven. Yeah, yeah. But I have been like ever since that started. Like I'm out. Like a lot of times I'll stick around and sure. like, hey, not no, no. no <laughs> I got to go. I gotta go. Not if you're running two miles. Um. So yeah, and that's I did a little over above two miles this morning. That's about right. Um. How about that? Yeah, I know things. But uh, on yeah. other nights, when do you go to bed? It depends, cause Amy's been studying. That's another thing she's been she's been studying to get her social worker license. Hmm. Um, so I've been kind of catching up on some gaming that I've missed out on uh, the past couple months. So it's like good I've to have been goals, <laughs> right, right, right. Um, so I've been playing like some story modes, just like come, like just kind of me time, mm-hmm. not really playing with anybody, just you know playing by myself and enjoying a game. So depending on how into that game I am and how much I'm paying attention to the clock, mm-hmm. it depends, right. But I normally try to get like into bed at eleven. So you're trying to get about six hours. So you're, uh, yeah, you're good I, with six hours. I'm good on six hours. If I get six hours, I'm productive. Wow. Yeah. Why? What do you need? I need more than I get, and I <laughs> I need like what last, I get plus an hour. Last night when I got home from your house, Jay, uh, and again I'm on steroids because I. Um, the saga of my you're leg lifting. infection. Were you well? Were you done with your? That's pretty much my. Then, week what did you eat? Up. Oh, so along with like, so even though like Amy's not part time yet, she's still full time. We're starting to like get into like the routine of doing like part time like, eating. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're gonna three it's, whole, it's our it's our new instead weight loss in, program. Instead of intermittent fasting, they just yeah. do part time <laughs> eating. Part time eating. I'm going to start a blog. Work part time eat. I'm going to start blogging about it. Hey, you want you want to work a little more? I didn't tell you. I'm going to start another podcast about part time eating. Part time lunch. Part time lover. That sounds like a marketing idea. Somebody will buy into that, right? No, but you know, I didn't buy lunch every day at work, but like I would, you know. But the other thing is, like, our lunch is really reasonable at. At work, like we have a really, really good cafe. Give me a number. So you can get uh, a meal, like a meal and a drink for like seven fifty. Ah, bro, you pack your lunch. You're not spending more than three bucks. I know, but that's my point. But it's not like a lot of places that I've been. Like if you go out to lunch, well, yeah, you're gonna spend ten bucks, and you're gonna. Well, if you go, if yeah, if you go out to like a like Olive Garden or something like standard, maybe have two beers during lunch, (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna spend that kind of money. But like, you know, seven fifty for like like, and it's catered. Like Mm. it's really really good. Like, yeah. And I join you in whatever emotion you're trying to give me. But what I want to say is why wouldn't you pack every day for two reasons? You're saving it three to four dollars a day. Well, now I am. You would be. (laughs) And you're controlling what you're eating because you don't know how they make what they make. Actually, we do. Like you can like it's like you can look up on like our Internet and see like what's like the calories and like everything like that they put in their food in theory. <laughs> Do you know that they follow it? I mean, they're like, I forget the name of the company. He works for a very pretentious company. I'm so. trying to, just the kind that would lie about nutritional <laughs> values. Maybe it's a well-known like catering company, but I can't, I'm drawing a blank on the name either way, either way. It's okay. Really then good. you're just going to say $4 a, and they a always have like healthy options and there's always like a full salad bar. That's the one thing I won't pay for though. Salad is the well, so you can do what's so they weigh your salad. So if you like put you know the good stuff on, like chicken, mm-hmm. you know, and like your dressing, a whole coconut, yeah. But the deal <laughs> if you do the soup and salad with like the smaller container, but then like you get the you get whatever soup, oh, like let's I love say, soups so much. So let's say it's like minestrone. Mm. You can put like chicken at the bottom of your minestrone, like in the bottom of your <laughs> minestrone, and get some extra protein, and then like stack your salad in the little, you know, like. Do they really, weigh the, really, Do they weigh the soup? No, they don't weigh the salad so you, either. You smuggle your your chicken in the yes, soup. Yes, everybody does it, and they're totally aware. <laughs> oh, so that of it. makes it okay. No, but they're totally aware of it. Like that's the deal. Like you can you can put whatever you want in there. It's all anything on the salad bar is game. But if you do the combo, they don't weigh it. So you're you're golden. 
I still put like chicken on the salad though too, because mm. then like you know, we're well, not... still not weighing it, right? Wow, and that's like five ninety five total. Yeah, oh, that's a great deal. That's pretty good. That's what I'm saying. Well, you said seven, but that's with a drink. <laughs> and we got spa water and fountain drinks. We got iced tea. I do. I do. Do a little Arnold Palmer. With the iced tea and lemonade. You realize all the sugar you're getting with that. Oh, my gosh. It's usually just iced tea. Gosh. All the caffeine. Come on. <laughs> just saying. No sugar, no carbs. Just saying. Uh, just saying so I got home from Jay's last night. <laughs> I've been dealing with my On to Brian's week. I've been dealing with my ankle, and that sounds like a really great deal. I, you're making my mouth water. I want to go eat there now. Yeah, but pack your lunch. The soups. I am packing well, my lunch. Well, I will lunch. pack my lunch, well, and I'll eat that So wait, lunch. let me finish my story there. So I am packing my lunch, and I'm packing like like a really good sandwich, well, and I'm like you know getting some good cut up veggies in there. Um, we got this really good. It sounds like so dumb, but this really good apple slicer that slices the apples. <laughs> I know, such an adult. I know, but like it slices well, some the guy apples. Who's excited about the pot he just got from California, <laughs> and it's like Guatemalan red, and it's the best weed he's ever had. And you're like, I have this apple slicer, <laughs> but hey. it's so good, and I'm with you on it. I know you on it slices them night like a little bit thinner, so you get a little bit more. Yeah, you know, and it's got like a little like thing that levers shut, so it like pops the apple out. So you're not like doing the whole like rock and trying to uh, yes. you know cut through the mm-hmm. the skin at the bottom, so cuts them so thin they only have one side, <laughs> boom. But yeah, I I've I've been eating much healthier this last weekend this week um, since we started, and uh, it's good. No, for for your sandwiches, yeah. Don't forget my meat slicer. It's your meat slicer. So if you ever want to go buy a big hunk of meat, which is a whole lot cheaper than ten ninety five a pound, this, that, or the other yeah. thing. Like if you go to GFS. All right. So, but let me ask you this though. Like, can you, f- do you, do you freeze it? I mean, like, cause that's I, a valid point. I feel like how, you like, need to go in with some people. Cause otherwise you're gonna have to buy five pounds. Yeah. Once. Right. Right. Okay. I don't know. I'll you keep it in mind though. That's right. And I appreciate that. We should start a uh, lunch meat co-op. Yeah. Part-time eating lunch slicer. I'll eat your meat. Hey, yo. Wow. What? What about your ankle? Lunch meat. My ankle is <laughs> has been a work in progress since early August, and um, not to go into a lot of detail, like I've had an infection. I've thought the infection's gone. It's been so itchy at times, like just it's a mess. And um, I'm finally back on. I'm back on medication. I'm on two different types of medication for it, three different types. And um, but my it's so like it just it's like. It, it, it's just so, I can't even tell you like if 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 you want to torture somebody give them an itch that they can't is it, scratch is it right now no but when I take my sock off like and that's the, I, I went home last night and number one I, I had to take a prednisone right before I go to sleep which is a steroid yeah it's so, good for sleep it's yeah it's really good <laughs> oh my for gosh sleep. so plus my um my um, antibiotic that I'm taking I think that's also something with a steroid so I, I took these two things and I'm laying in bed you know, after Survivor and after all the food and all the, I mean, we had a great time at your house last night, but I'm just laying there and I'm like, <laughs> well, hmm. not sleeping. And I, like my, my ankle and leg are just on fire. And I, uh. like, I was itching them with a guitar pick cause I didn't want to use my fingers. And I, I don't, I don't want to, it's just the worst. It's the worst. So I was like, I had to get up and take a shower. So I'm showering at like 1230. Oh my gosh. And I, I took some sleeping aid yeah and finally when i came back up i laid there for Bottle another 20 wine. minutes no I, there's some <laughs> cheap over-the-counter stuff that you get at the like melatonin or whatever yeah, it's like it's yeah. like a, a sleep pm kind of a thing i yeah, took yeah. i took that and finally at like 1 30 i'm like I, I i think i fell asleep around 1 30 and uh, Time you get up seven yeah it sucks it does because i want to get up a little bit earlier than that and like it just i i mean i was like it sucks when you get up at seven and that's not early enough it wasn't early enough. I know. I need to that get up sucks. earlier. Yeah. Like seven. That's I used to get up at four thirty okay. yeah. every day. Wow, you were slinging water. <sighs> Dude. So anyways, that's not my week. That's not the highlight of my week. That's not anything. That's good. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, so what my, a week that would my be. father in law and stepmother in law were in oh, over the weekend, right. which was great. I it's we we've gotten to see him a couple times this year now. I got the, to meet him. 
Yeah, your, he did. Your father-in-law is one of the most father-in-law. interesting people. I've he ever is an met. unbelievable guy. So much respect for him. He has great stories. He's just all the way around. Like, he, just, I felt, he was being self-deprecating, and I was like, "Boy, he's very self-deprecating." I've heard enough about your stories. Yeah, he's he's uh, working here. Now he he. That's kind of how he treats himself, but everybody else. He also knows that everybody knows. He knows you know, who he is. Who he is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And he's very much, he takes after his dad a lot. We you would to, never know that, though. Like, if you met him. You wouldn't say. Well, you general. would never know he was the one. No, because he's incredibly humble. And, yeah. and like, but when he takes command, he takes, and you know it. Like, you yeah. know, kind of like the, the guy that I, you know, when I was on site at the customer a couple weeks ago, like, you knew when that guy walked in, you're listening to that guy. That's kind of how my father-in-law is. When he needs to turn it on, he turns it on. He doesn't. Usually, you know, and so yeah, anyways, we had to gr- always be nice until it's time to not be nice. Sure. The more, you know, roadhouse. Go on. Oh. Ah. So had a great time with with him and Susan and, um, you know, they they stayed at um, they stayed close to us and, and we um, just did a lot of stuff, packed a lot of stuff in. But really, a lot of it was just um, hanging out and talking at my mm. house around the table, you know, kind of like what we do here. It was great. That was um, great. And we uh, we made pork and sauerkraut and kielbasa. That's one of Ron, my, my father-in-law's favorite meals that we do. <sighs> so we did. Uh, we had a big dinner with my parents and, and Ron and Susan. And um, we did that on Saturday. And it was it was it was so good. I made mashed potatoes and potatoes. Yeah, and, and like like I had the first like. We are. This is the first of the holidays. Like, th- like I just ah, had this moment. Yeah. Like, oh, that's nice. Yeah, like, that's like nice. It's, it's the first feast of the holidays. Yeah. it was like the first. Everybody's around the table that you want around the table. That's cool. And it was just, yeah, man. It just made my heart so full. And and then I closed the pool officially. Put it to bed Sorry. yesterday, last night. I'm not, man. I'm, I mean, part of me is, but like it was time, and it, like I don't have to think about it anymore. It it, it was just was wonderful. So I've had a really good week. Um, that's kind of what I've done and what I've eaten. What about you, Jay? That's so fun. It is fun. Yeah. I do love the way you sort of said it's the first official big meal of the holidays. Yeah, like you have the you have like the feel of the holidays, you know, and you have the glow. Yeah, well, especially the, like with relatives that you don't get to see very often. Right. Well, and and it's getting it's getting cooler, so you get that smell on the air of like mm-hmm. leaves starting to fall and like kielbasa and sauerkraut and mashed yeah. potatoes. I mean, that's a fall meal. Yeah, it is. That so, sounds awesome. Yeah, I want kielbasa now. <laughs> I was dog. I I we were <laughs> dog sitting over the weekend. Oh, uh, that's our good right. friend Kelly's dogs. We had Dax and Fifi. Dax. Um, Dax. You, ended up, you ended up putting them in some Chinese food. Uh, no, that's kittens. Oh, that's where all kittens belong. Um, but anyhow, more cats. Either way, if they have somebody screwed up and let them live long enough to become cats. Meow, <laughs> <laughs> meow. Anyhow, um, I abstain from laughing at that joke. I'm a cat person. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Um, but it's funny because Rachel and Kelly are close friends, even though I went to school with Kelly. And um, Bella really loves the dogs. Joe, it's understood. Dogs. Joe doesn't <laughs> like Joe dogs. sleep in the basement? He Nope. Closes his door. Because one time when we were dogs and uh, Dax came out with quackers, Joe's pet duck. Oh. Uh, Bella loves the dogs. So she's so excited. And Rachel's good friends with Kelly and wants to give her that time away and everything else. So on Saturday, when we got the dogs, who spent probably one and a half to two hours with the dogs outside. Mm-hmm. This guy, mm-hmm. you know. Um, <laughs> but it's, you know, on the one hand, I'm happy to do it. All that kind of fun stuff. Um, but they're great dogs and it's fun. And I and the thing is, I like dogs. You guys have seen me with dogs. Um, I've seen Chalupa pee all over you, my dog. Not on me. No, just no, around at my you. feet. Touch your feet. They walk right up and they bow down and pee in front of me, which is exactly what Fifi did the day I met her. She walked right up to me in the middle of Kelly's salon and she was like, I shall pee in front of you. <laughs> I see you as my superior. Um, <laughs> so that was cool and it was fine and fun. Um, and Friday night I made stuffed smoked jalapeno poppers for my nephew Matthew's uh, engagement party with Riley, his fiance, that I wasn't even able to go to because I was announcing a football game. And uh, I looked at a couple recipes, how long you want to leave them in, that kind of stuff. Like deep fried breaded ones or? Well, no, smoked. Okay. So there it was cream cheese, cheddar cheese in jalapeno halves, then wrapped in bacon and put on the smoker. I might have to go to sheets after this. They are pretty poppers. good. Oh, Sheets has some good poppers. So, Anyways. put them in for like an hour and finished them in the oven. And let me tell you, it was like you were eating a campfire. 
Fortunately, fortunately, which is a good thing or, no, or I didn't no, like not him. for poppers. I didn't like them. I didn't like them. Really? Yeah, no, nope. but it was you don't too much like smoke. a lot of the stuff. Too much smoke. You, how do you way too much talk smoke. about self-deprecating? You're like, are oh, these ribs? I don't know. And no, I say like, not oh, I, get, I get it though. Like sometimes it is too. Oh, it's too much. much. Like whenever I've, but I've, how do you I've yet to smoke in the smoker. I've yet to smoke chicken where it's not tasting like somebody dropped it in a campfire. I can't do it. Not yet. Now, of course, I always do boneless, but skinless. Do you, but how do you dial you back can't. the smoke? Well, the time it spends in the smoker is one. Okay. And the other is I could, like, I don't go, I don't uh, soak my wood chips, which a lot of people say you do. A lot of people say you shouldn't. Because if you do, they say you're basically steaming your food. But the other is you get flare-ups. So I don't know. That could be it, too. If I steamed, if I would soak the wood chips, I might get a, slot, a softer burn, if you will. But... Can you do a little bit of both? You could. I don't know. I don't know. That's uh-huh. too many variables. But <laughs> wait, so does the smoker cook it or does it just add smoky flavor to it? Okay, the way m- the smoker works is it's a it's like an oven, mm-hmm. but at the very bottom is a tray over the hot the heating coils for the oven. And they have it, you know, distanced enough so that it light it basically cooks the wood chips mm-hmm. and they let off smoke. And it the, it does cook. But the but, but the room like is at a temperature. It's yeah, an oven. It's an oven. Yeah. It's an yeah. oven with smoke. Gotcha. And you want to cook it, and the and that's the kind of the the magic that you got to figure out is the timing of it all, because you want to do it slow. It's meant to be slow. Well, it depends. Like but, not poppers. That doesn't matter. Okay, but chicken, right? Nope. No. Nope. I don't know what I'm talking nope. about. If you have a tough cut of meat like a pork shoulder, that has to be slow because you have to break down the connective tissue. So a brisket, same thing. I was going to say, like, so like a pork shoulder, pulled pork. And that's probably what I'm I'm thinking. Yeah, that's what you think of when you think of smoke. Exactly, right. But other things, you just want enough smoke on it. That's why they sell smokers that are like those smoking guns. Yeah. That you see like on Chopped and stuff like that. It's not in there for a long time. It's just the end to get the smoke flavor on it. Yeah. My, My uncle has smoked chicken before and it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Not me. You'll get there. I haven't tried since I've failed like twice. So it's not exactly third a times a charm. My, this was the summer and, of ribs, and uh, third times a charm, and we will try it. And I and I did a good bring, bring bring all your mistakes to us. Yes. And two weeks ago, I did a good shoulder for the first time. Some pulled pork. I've actually really nice. enjoyed it. My new thing is I marinate it in orange pineapple orange pineapple juice Ooh, yes. with condensed milk, and that the actually what does the condensed milk do? The lactic acid breaks down the pork as well. Wow. Yeah. Who knows? That sounds awesome. You were making a face. Probably gives a good science, sweetness man. to it. Oh, I know. I guess. Who knows? I'm just I just enjoyed it because I'm not a big pulled pork guy. Normally when Ooh, I... Ooh, I love some pulled pork. Yeah. See, every time I've made it, I've been like, it's fine. It's whatever. But this was like, oh, no, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Had a good bark to it. Yeah. And But it still amazes me. I never get it to 205 degrees. It just doesn't go there on my on my smoker. I mean, I was at 17 hours. You mean the meat? That's what it should be at 200. You want to get it to about 200, 205. That's high for meat. I mean, isn't it? Well, not for pork. Not for a pulled pork. Uh huh. Like if you're having like a nice pork tenderloin, you can take it off at like 160. Yeah, or I was so. gonna say a lot of things are like 160, 160 or less. Even. What am I thinking? Less than that. Uh-huh. You can do medium rare with a good pork. Everybody's like, oh, you get botulism. No, which nobody's had. Not, never that, had not that good heritage pork. Mm, like, cause that's what I'm rocking out of Aldi, right? Yeah. <laughs> So what else did you do this week? Besides Not much. Cook? No, it's, no, I'm just more amazed lately, you know, being the life of a pastor slash and a coach and doing announcing. It's like every Friday and, and at, at about three, it's like, okay, a gun goes off and it's a race. And then by Sunday night, I'm like, I can't believe what I've just done for the last three days. And mm-hmm. it mixes and matches and it. And it's, you know, now my weekdays can be slower and that's a good thing. Like, and I'm way past feeling guilty when I've got like, we've talked about second right. sleep and stuff right. like that. Yeah. But every weekend it's just been cr- not crazier and crazier because I think two or three ago was the super crazy one. But you know, on this Saturday I was on dog duty, so that's not crazy, you know, but it was homecoming. It's and one other thing around. You're not it, sitting around. Right. And so it's just been so amazing how, yeah, you know, like Sunday was church, church, first Sunday lunch, and then I had a Young Life committee meeting that evening that went to like 9.30 at night, you know, and so you yeah. roll in and you're like, ah, all right, that was a busy day, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I had a lot of those. Um, that's what I've been up to, just, you know, moving around, doing things. Um, got some creative blockages or some things like, there's times where I'm just like, oh, okay, it's time to be creative and I'm excited about it. Then there's times where I'm, I want to be creative and then I sit down and I'm like, all right. Yeah. 
And it doesn't come. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll just watch another episode. You know, but so I'm in that vein right now. Like I want to start writing again. Yeah, if you weren't a pastor, you could do like mushrooms and stuff, and that that'll help your creativity. <laughs> like a pastor can't do a mushroom. You know, they're all clean. <laughs> pastor can't do That's a mushroom. It. That's how you know that this guy's not done any drugs. Can't do a mushroom. A mushroom. Can't do a mushroom, huh? Anyhow. Um but I um that would break one of my things, which is like drugs, like all the things I used to do that, that I had my list of things that made me better. Right, than that made you else. better. That's on I'm, your list. Drugs is still on my list. I'm still uh, drug free for the most mm. part. Alcohol's a drug. Right. So I'm saying before, before everyone listening goes, I wonder what he meant by this. So we did have somebody. Uh, if you're done, we had somebody um, write us about um, a question. Yeah, a question, and we wanted to get into that before we get into our topic today, which is feeling alone in your own home. Brian's running a million miles an hour with his legs right now. Yep. I don't know why. Because <laughs> he wants us My to legs move Oh, no. Oh, that makes me sad. You need to take a break? Should have thought about it. Shouldn't have talked about it. No, I'm good. <laughs> I'll power through. Man, you're amazing when it plus comes I to had, that stuff. Plus, I had some uh, prednisone, so I'm feeling pretty good. <laughs> I feel like I could run 10 minutes. You want to get in New York and walk around a little while? <laughs> My oh. favorite question, because it is anonymous, says, I no longer live near my family. What advice would you give to people like me who have had to watch family, quote unquote, stuff. I think we know what they mean by stuff. Understatement times 10. Go down back home since we've left and moved away. Is it okay that we're feeling disconnected and unable to engage in a meaningful way? Unable to fix things. Now the person does say, um, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> because they know that. You can't fix it when you don't live near home. Right. And if you live near home, you still can't, fix you it. still can't fix it at all. <laughs> Their first question was, is it okay that we're feeling disconnected? Absolutely. Absolutely. In a lot of ways, at least you have a, a reason to be disconnected. It's good that you're feeling. And it is good that you're feeling. Yeah. Because we've talked about that where you can just feel like, yeah, eh, whatever. Right. right. You know, detached. Yeah. Yep. Now, if you say, oh, I should be able to fix things, now you're enmeshed. Like, it's your job to fix the family. Ugh. That's another whole thing. Yep, and we've had previous episodes on that. We have. Look it up. Literally called enmeshed. They said, we have tried. Um, we wish we could be nearby to comfort them. We've tried phone and video chat, but nothing like sharing a meal together like we did when we lived nearby. Mm. So, So they are feeling alone because they're not with their family. Well, they're feeling alone and frustrated mm. because they're not more readily available to help mm, with anything right. or, you know. Yeah. And they've tried video chat and they've tried everything else. Yep. And that is, to me, it's twofold. I mean, your their only question to us was, is it okay that they feel that way? And the answer is, sure. Yeah. Um, you'd feel that way if you were here. Nailed that email. Good job, guys. Right. Yep. <laughs> um, now, they didn't ask, what can we do? Right. You know, and that is simply, again, go to how can I love them even though I'm here? Well, what is it that they would receive as love? Because, you know, I, I can't fix a situation. Right. If you're here, you couldn't fix a situation. Right. So how can I love them? What needs can I met, meet? Maybe it, maybe it is a physical need. Oh, they, they need some clothing or they need some money or somebody needs some something. Well, that's love. Okay. How can I do that? Great. Yeah. Or it's. A resource, you know, okay, they, they need somebody. Okay, great. You can meet that need. Or as we'd like to talk about here, emotional needs. Okay, there's drama between Susie and Francis. Okay, what does Susie need? What is she complaining about Francis? Okay, well, I can give Susie that respect that she's not getting yeah. and not putting Francis under the bus. And okay, Francis over here is upset about this or that. You know, just love. If you are a far away, love from afar, however you can. Yeah. And understand that it's not going to satisfy you because you can't fix it. Right. And I think going back to one of the emails from before that we that they were talking about, they were opening up more about how they feel and being more open, honest, and vulnerable and having those discussions. Like, you have to do that. Like, I like what you're saying is love from afar the way, the best you can, like in a, in a distance. But, like, back to where you are physically with whoever you're with, whether it's spouse or you know, friends or whatever, you got to have that open, honest conversation and have those people that are there for you to get you through those times mm. of, of 
wherever you are. Right, wherever you are. Because right. Yeah, no, and that's a good point is yeah. use that pain that you have of being separated from your family. Yeah. And the drama that they're going through and use it to create and uh love the family you have wherever you are. Yeah. And make sure that's good. Yeah. But just because you have a family doesn't mean you're absent or absolved, I should say, from feeling alone and that's our topic this week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brian, you you eloquently put it. You know, what do you mean by feeling alone yeah. in a family? Yeah, and you know, I, I kinda had this thought, um not to take credit for the subject, but I, I was we were kind of talking about what we wanted to do tonight and I had this thought uh yesterday. Um, you know, I'm I'm a hardworking man and I'm a father and I'm a husband and I love my family and that's such a blessing that I have. And um, you know, I think a lot of people have that that veneer but maybe not the substance that I have. And I feel like that's sad uh, meaning, meaning they might, they have a, a, you know, a wife, kids, but like, I, like, I know how much I love my family. I know how much I'm loved and, and appreciated where I think there's a lot of homes you have the, the people, but there might not be that love, that connection that it's, it's more of just a, let's go through the motions kind of thing that, that breaks my heart. And I started thinking about like, uh, we're, we're about to leave on a trip for LA as a family. Like we haven't been on, we, I, the four of us haven't been on an airplane together ever and wow. my daughter Abby's so excited like yeah. she was kind of the, the the pushed for us to go so we're she going on she is the push for a lot of things so we're going family. on this trip and we're we're um we're going to be doing a lot of things like a lot of things we're going to try to hit Vegas we're going to try to we actually are going to hit Vegas we got a free show to see this Harry Potter thing like just all these things have come our way that we're going to be having so much fun doing i started to think about all the things that i've done this year with my family been to two, been to the beach twice um, you know, been to been to St. Louis, been just all of these things that we've done. This has been such a great year um, in in doing things. But I also have this voice in my head of maybe a kid here and there saying, "But are we going to do this?" And like, like how many families, how many people, you know, adults, parents live with this? I just can't do enough to please my family. And there's a lot of people in that reality, and like. I think about all that I invest emotionally, the the money and and how if my family felt that way towards me, which they don't, how how alone I would feel in that because it's like I'm trying to do all this stuff for you guys right. and you don't appreciate it. And so now you have this distance and then like we were talking about right before the pre show, so if and if you can't talk to your family about it, if you don't have the kind of friends that you you know have that accountability with, what do you do? You go down to the bar and you find you know Joe sitting next to you saying, "I get it, man. My family's the same way." And like so, you start to take that out in an unhealthy way, but you're also finding that camaraderie yeah, in say, a place. Well, but you're not a bad dad. You're a great dad. Like they give you the affirmation right. that you're looking for at home. But I want to, you know, I know you, I said a lot, and I know that's no, okay. Lot to say. You said you know, a very good example. But what about also, I, th- I think other examples of being, yeah, what start, are some I want to start examples? with yeah. how do we feel? Right. We, you know, can be us, but we in general, mm-hmm. you said could be the guy that's busting his hump and, mm-hmm. and, and it's Just not trying enough. to please the family. Or yeah. what about the couple where say, you know, one of the beauties of your relationship is that you and Lex both complement each other so well. Well, what if you're busting hump all this time and she come, you come home every day and she's still eating bonbons, sitting on the couch, not doing anything and not supporting the family, hasn't done it, you know, isn't, isn't working anymore, isn't doing the laundry, you know, isn't doing it, isn't just sitting there. Well, now you're going to feel really what? Alone. Right. You know, um, but sometimes I think you can feel alone and it's just overwhelming. The example I would use is myself, not now, but earlier in my, in our marriage and in our life. And admittedly, I really think it's even before Trey was born. I think it's when Joe and Bella were born and obviously toddlers. And it's all we can do. You know, uh, one to two children was horrific for me. It was so taxing emotionally, physically, mentally, all the things. Two to three wasn't nearly as bad. But I remember one day, many days I would pull up in front of the house and I would just think, <laughs> what is going on on the other side of those doors? Now, mind you, how, how alone do you think Rachel feels at this point? Mm. Right. That I'm not even home yet. Right. Even though I'm waiting right outside She's the door. She's dealing with all the things right, inside. Right, the madness. Yeah. And I'm like, what am I walking into? And I remember the story I told some of my guys, Sean McCartney, speaking of uh, Young Life people. He was one of the ones that loved the story the most. That my idea 
was that I was going to go buy a six pack of beer. I was going to pull into uh, in front of my house, pour a six pack all over my body so that I stunk like beer, drink one. So it's on my breath, on my breath, and then just empty the other four and then pull up against the tree in my front yard, which isn't there anymore. And then just put my head on the horn <laughs> until they came out. And then when they came out, I was going to yell, see what you did to me. You see what you did. Now, see, that's because I'm feeling alone at this point in time that I would like to stage this whole drunk thing so that I might get some attention from my family. Like I, and, well, the thing and is, is that how you felt alone? You walked in and you just felt like, like everybody else is running a million miles an hour and well, okay. it was just everything. And, and I had to catch a hundred miles an hour to catch up to speed of what's going to bed and who's going here and what's doing that and everything mm-hmm. else. And I haven't done enough, even though I was at work, but that doesn't matter because I've got, it was just a madness. Right. And Rachel, I'm sure felt alone right. because I was out of work and I could have been doing something else. And, you know, with being in ministry, my work's nebulous, mm-hmm. you know, am I, am I just hanging out with the college guys or right. am I investing in young people's lives? And right. am I coaching because I enjoy it or because it's my involvement in the community? And so she felt alone. I felt alone. I'm sure the kids felt alone. I have no idea. Well, and in like even like what you're saying, like work is an outlet, you know, like Brian, you're saying the bar, but like even like just going to work and like, oh, yeah, there's people that that's what they thrive for. You know, and that's what comes out of their emotional cup. Right. You know, or they're getting, you know, emotional needs met from coworkers at work or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're like that drives like going to work and then like getting into work more and becoming yep. a workaholic and like, you know, it's just right. snowballs. Right. Well, and the, and the mom who has just had is a new mom. And now this is everything you've ever wanted is to be a mother Mm -hmm. and the husband goes back to work and you still have a few more weeks of maternity leave and everybody comes over to what? See the baby Baby. (laughs) and everything's great and they stay too long and they're there and you become invisible and you're you're still like post-pregnancy weight and you feel like crap and yeah you don't even know where your makeup is you haven't showered in three days and everybody's like oh you look great (laughs) yeah and you feel alone or let alone the people that know their spouses are are cheating on them or working too much Mm -hmm. you know everything that we have that is a gift to us that is meant to keep us from feeling alone can also be used to make us feel terrible sword yeah you know, and I, and I think over time, whether it's a marriage or whether it's, um, you know, a parent child relationship or whatever it might be, um, these things really start to add up and you become, if you don't deal with them, you become just a little bit more numb or, or checked out, you know? And so, you know, something as simple as you lay on the couch and you just want to watch this show with this person that you care about. And they're like, yeah, I'm not interested in that. You know, and, and, and again, those things can add up to the point where it's, it's years later and you're just, you don't even try anymore because you just know that, 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 you know, that's not going to happen. It's not. And, and so you can start to just feel that distance, hmm. um, you know, and, and I mean, you, you have to work on it, your marriage, your, your relationships are garden. And unless you face these things head on your, that distance will happen. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about, and like, I think that's important because people go, I have, I've tried, I've tried, I've tried. Uh huh. And that's the thing, man. Like if like, and that's, if you don't know what, like all the stuff that like Jay has taught us, like if you don't know that you really do feel like you've tried, right. But right. you're not meeting that person's emotional need and, and comforting their hurts. Therefore they're not going to be able to do the same for you. Right. I think one of the things when we say something so simple as boy, that hurt my feelings. I talk about that a lot. Yeah. In relationship, you may not even get that. Hey, that hurt my feelings because right. you know that the other person may not respond. But when you say it hurt my feelings, well, that's it's scary. A, it's an emotional need. Yeah. That is either not met or taken from you. Yep. We feel alone when somebody isn't joining us in our emotions, whether they're good or bad, but, but most specifically when we're hurt. So if in your first example, the dad has said, okay, we're going on you know, Bella a couple of years ago, uh, when we went to ocean city for the first time, you mm-hmm. know, this is an example for you. We had, you know, through the Trey days when Trey had cancer and make a wish <laughs> and all this stuff, we'd gone on all these great big vacations and okra Coke and everything else. And Trey dies and okay, we still got to keep going on big vacations and everything else. So then we're going to go to ocean city, New Jersey in a condo on the first row facing the ocean. And Bella said, you know, since we're not doing anything special this summer, can we maybe go to like Cedar Point or somewhere? <laughs> now, 
fortunately, I have uh, a high need of or high understanding of everything. And I just mocked her openly and everything else. <laughs> but that guy that you were talking about that has done everything he can for his family and they don't. And, the, and, and it's not enough. Right. He's got to figure out what hurts. What emotion am I missing? You know, for that guy, his hurt, he feels alone because he's not being appreciated. Mm-hmm. He's doing all this and he takes pride. Appreciation is a big deal. He has a high need for appreciation. Look at how I'm providing for my family. Yeah. And they go, yeah, it's not quite enough. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now he feels alone. I'm not being appreciated. And you mentioned sort of the bar. So that night he's like, you know what? I, I got to I'm going to head out down to, you know, whatever. So he walks into the bar and his buddies go, John, John's here. So Norm. there's a tension. There's a tension. And then he goes, here, I'll buy you guys a beer. Oh, John. Great guy. Thanks, John. So yeah. generous. Yeah. So what's he getting? He's getting appreciated. Right. Yeah. You know, the guy that his wife, you know, okay. Newlywed or not newlywed, new parent. And that woman we were speaking of that just had a baby right. and she's everything she can. And the husband comes home and he has not had affection now in months, mm-hmm. you know, um, and he wants some affection. And it's not that he shouldn't have a need for affection, physical affection. And it's not his wife's fault that she can't give him physical affection because she's been through hell and back. So then he's like, oh, I'm sick and tired of this and blah, 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 blah. And then he's at work and his secretary says, hey, do you want to go help me with this later on? Uh, Pardon all the cliches (laughs) and gender roles. But okay, so he'll get affection somewhere else. Right. Um, So you have to identify why do I feel alone? What emotional need am I not having met in my life right now? And then be very careful because where are you getting it met elsewhere? Yeah, because you're going to look for it. Yeah. Uh, subconsciously, yep. if not consciously, right. There's just little things that, okay, I, I, I'm not, you know, whatever I'm not getting at home, I'm going to seek it somewhere right. else. And there's like in life, there's a good design and a proper design and a way to do things. And then there's what's outside of that. And so often it starts with the good and the proper, but then again, these hurts happen and manifest and they're not healed. And so you start to look for the things that are good in places that are not good or situations that are not good for you. That's well put. So what I think we can do and encourage people to do is have regular, I mean, weekly is great if you can do it, but twice a month, if you have to once a month, sit downs with your spouse and, or your family. You know, we've begun to do this at home with Joe and Bella, just the very beginnings have had them go over their emotional needs checklist and learn what emotional needs are high on their list. But you have a sit down with your family and you say, hey, where are things? How are you? Mm-hmm. Well, what needs do you have? How can I meet those needs? Hey, here's where I am. Here's a need that I have right now. And again, like you said, that's scary if they go, yeah, I'm not going to meet that need. But like, hey, it's on the record at that point. And right. It, go ahead. Why are you laughing? Well, so I literally, my 12-year-old son, you know, he's going through puberty and he's got a lot going on and and um seventh grade and what a crazy year that is what i would not want that ever my worst year hated that year but so you know and and i see the distance that's happening with him he's becoming a little bit more detached not quite as um intimate for lack of a yes yeah just there's a little bit of a hardness to him um and so i I asked him last and you know he's still a great kid just very affectionate Uh, i mean as far as like 95% 95% of parents would love for the, their son to be as open yeah. with them as he is with you. Like when I put him to bed at night, he still, you know, gives me hugs, calls me dad. His kids, you yeah. know, 12 still calls me dad. Sorry, Ethan, not to blow up your spot, but yeah, I'm um, sure all his friends listen. To yeah, yeah, everybody. But <laughs> so like I asked them last night and this, this is, this is a little bit frustrating for me. Um, hey, bud, you know, I, I want to be the best dad that I can be to you. What do you need from me? <laughs> what, what do you need from me as a dad? Nothing. I'm like something, please, like, like, and if he doesn't need Throw anything, me a bone here, like, son. maybe he doesn't, right? But I know he does, and I'm trying to figure out what that is, right. you know. And so that's that's frustrating when because that's a lot of adult people's relationships with each other. What do you like? And they could express themselves probably better than my twelve. I mean, although Ethan's going, a very smart kid, but right. I don't. I know he's got an inner monologue, but I don't know how self-introspective he is. Sure. Whereas, uh, and maybe a lot of adults don't progress to that point. Sure. And so how do you, how do you, when you have that sit down and you genuinely want to find out what that person needs from you and they're just like, eh, what do you, how, how do you, how do you 
how do you not get bitter at that? How do you not get checked out on that? Okay, we well, just said bitter, which is a form of anger, which is a reaction to a hurt. Mm-hmm. So how are you hurt by that response? I want the respect to know that, like, here's, here's, uh, I, I want you to tell me what you want from me. Okay. And so, if you don't, I'm going to be a little upset about that. <laughs> so you are upset about that. <laughs> and I can see that because you're like, look at me. I'm being a good dad. Yeah. I'm engaging in this time. How can Son I help you? No, I'm good. Yeah. No, you're not good. No, you're not good. You're going to be worse you. Yeah. unless you, unless you relax and tell me, or I'm going to beat the, you know, obviously you wouldn't say that. Right. But so you, <laughs> that's a really great question because he's not capable at this point in time of giving you more. Does that make sense? Like, oh, it does. And right. like you it always, you always talk about left brain, right brain, not molding. Right. And like he fit, like he can't express to himself. Right. So we want to make sure that what you've done that is great. And I will respect your parenting to the N3. Cause even as you brought it up, I think, yeah, I remember when my dad sat me down <laughs> and said, listen, I'm having an affair uh, and I'm going to leave your family soon, but how can I be the best dad for you? Uh, he never said that to me. <laughs> so I'm already like, man, that's great. And I respect that you're doing that Appreciate because that. what you're doing is letting it be known. You are approachable mm-hmm. so that when he can put all those synapses in his head, mm-hmm. you know, that you can do that now. And I don't want to say like your feelings are wrong. You know, that's terrible emotional responding. Sure. Because I can see how you feel disrespected. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to join you in, in that disrespect when the reality is we both know that's not his intention. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Right. Mm-hmm. But so I can see how you feel that way, but know that you're still doing the right thing because he knows, right. you know, I should have said to dad this. Right. And next time right. that you keep leaving it out there mm-hmm. that he'll ask that question um, in a husband wife situation. It's the same thing. We want to be consistent about it and just say, hey, how can I meet your needs? What are your needs right now? And so that you find things out before you're at the bar, before you're talking to somebody else Mm -hmm. and it's too far down the road. The last thing you can do is what we're doing right here, which is have those conversations with the people that we love and trust outside of those relationships, not coalition build, not saying, oh, the ball and chain busting my chain. Right. But it's, boy, I'm really struggling. Is there a different way I can go about it? Um you know, that you guys think I can maybe do a better job of. Yeah. Yep. If you've got people like that in your life, if not send us an email and we'll be those people in your life. And then the next time, perhaps you can do better. Right. And we'll do better by answering email. That's right. We will. Um, we will. That is a promise. Um, but I will go first, first do better South Jersey. We're familiar with Jersey. Yeah. Always send us in your do-betters, by the way. Oh, yeah. Please do. Please send us Love them. do-betters. We've gotten several good ones from... I think I think Dave Shire is probably our number one do-better submitter. Dave Shire out in Arizona. 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 Dave has sent one. Diz has sent one. Dave, S- Dave has sent more than one. Sari Harris sent a couple. Um, but this one, South Jersey woman charged for cheating at church bingo. Snap. <laughs> Police in New Jersey say a church bingo night went awry after an allegation that two players had tapped a called number on their card to claim a bingo win. Don't even understand it. Investigators say 71-year-old Teresa Davis and 38-year-old Keisha Brockington said they had the winning card, carrying a prize of nearly $200 Thursday at St. Maria (laughs) Goretta Church Hall, but a church volunteer noticed that one of the winning numbers had been taped over the number on the card. Sorry, taped. I said tapped. It's taped. Even still. So they taped a number. They physically like taped the number over top another number so it looks like they had that number when really that number didn't exist on their card. Yeah, I don't know why they thought they were going to get away with that. I made this my point. <laughs> okay. And how uh, quickly could you possibly do And you had, what, do they have one of each number? So then Maybe. when that number's called, they I mean, hurried up. This is this seems like a well-organized... Uh, Apparently not. <laughs> the Camden residents were charged with improper behavior under a borough ordinance. A parish official says it's the first issue in 20-plus years of bingo games at the church. It wasn't clear whether they had attorneys. <laughs> a message left for Davis wasn't immediately returned. A working number for Brockington couldn't be found. So... Hey, uh, you ripping off a church bingo. 
do better. Do better. Hey, Drew asked us on Facebook for somebody who's new to the podcast, what is do better? And it's just simply that we find a news story where somebody needs to do better and we point it out. Uh, and then obviously can't do better. And it's usually pretty like outlandish. Yeah. We're not going to like say like, Hey, you, you abandon your children. Like, right, do better. Right. Yeah. We it's we, usually like a, you know, 38 year old male through through a can of spaghettios at a 37 year old female the other day like it's right. usually like stuffs a chainsaw down his pants yes oh man yes and we we try not to get like political or you know in in any ways kind of like inflammatory we try like to that. stay pretty silly about it speaking of political how about ellen degeneres goes to a football game at Dallas Cowboys Stadium with President Bush. Is seat not doesn't go w. with is see, is seen seated next to. But she was smiling. Now, I will say very quick, can't do better. Because she posted, listen, I finish every one of my shows with be kind to one another, be nice. She said, it's not just the people who agree with you. She said, I disagree with him on many items, but he's a nice man and I want to be nice to him. Yeah. That's a great move by Ellen. So there's the can't Even in the wake of the... the She had received criticism. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's a do better coming. But the do better is the criticism has actually amplified since Uh, then. Yes. That people are criticizing her for being kind to someone they don't agree with. Live in an age where we're not allowed to have nice things. Why we can't have nice things. So, hey, everybody, shut up, <laughs> be nice, do better. Right. And that's. Um, Who has the do better, can't do better? That was the do that better, can't do, do better. Oh, that was and the. So okay, I've, sorry. I've got a can't do better. Yes. So, um, here in Pittsburgh, we like a little, well, some of us like a little team called the Pittsburgh Steelers in the NFL. And we have a rival called the Baltimore Ravens. And this past week they played, and Baltimore has a quarterback named Lamar Jackson. Um, Pittsburgh has a, a stud defensive. Uh, um, he's a linebacker, defensive end, um, T.J. Watt. And they oh, ran into each other he's in the field. Uh, T.J. got stiff-armed by Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson fell out of bounds and ran over a female photographer. Um, who got the picture of the stiff arm, by the way. Who got the picture of the <laughs> stiff arm. <laughs> And so he ran over her, and then he, he right after right after he gets up, he kind of pats her, like rubs her head, and cause he, he picked he, her up. He picked her yeah, right he picked up, her off up the and then like kind of rubbed her head because he felt like he ran into her head. Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson, did yeah, the yeah. quarterback for Baltimore, yeah. and um, he's like, I know we're moving fast, get physical out there on the field. Uh, we're coming full speed. She's sitting down taking pictures. I know that kind of hurt. I had to make sure she was all right. Did you say anything to her? A reporter asks him. I just rubbed her head. It looked like I hit her head. And then a reporter says, did you see the picture that she got? Yeah, the stiff arm. It was her with the picture. I just told her it was a great picture. I actually DM'd her and asked if she was okay. I told her it was a great pick. And um, it, somebody says, is she doing okay? Yeah, she told me she was fine. They're human beings too. <laughs> That's an awesome thing because then you have people like Antonio Brown, who it seems like he's walking around just like he is God. Everybody else is a piece of crap. And so it's just so refreshing for me to hear an athlete that is on the rise say something like that. Like that's yeah. that that just guy's, re- that reach guy's out been and raised. Make sure she's okay. Yeah, that guy's been raised well. Yeah, it's not yeah. so much that Lamar Jackson thinks that she's a human too. That's not the outstanding part. It's the fact that he considers himself to just be a human. Right. As compared to I'm this wonderful right. athlete. I'm good for else. football. Right. You know. Yeah. So I really I really enjoyed that cuz like there's I have this love-hate relationship with the NFL especially. I love yeah. watching the football between the whistles. Everything else just makes me so angry because it's such a it's so out of control. Yeah. So, it's nice when you see somebody like that, you know, in, in especially in the wake of the Antonio Brown stuff or the other athletes that are just not doing better. Yeah. To see somebody like that step up and and do better. Yeah. And like, I well, I better. ran over her. I should see if she's okay. Right. And we could go on and say how sad that is, that right. that's a big deal. Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. You know, and that, you know, that he complimented her, that he private messaged her mm-hmm. and everything else. Right. Um, you know, that's, that's a can't do better, even for somebody from Baltimore. Yeah. And yeah. that's how we like to leave the week. We yep. like to leave on a high note and it can't do better. Um, Brian, would you please take us out? Absolutely. With that, this has been episode 45, 46, and we have been talking about feeling alone in your own home. 
Um, again, go look at, go listen to all of our past episodes at lunchtimeinrome.com. All of our show notes are out there. If we reference something in the show, um, a place we've eaten, a news story, we, we put that in the show notes. Uh, so please dig through the archives. Please share this with your friends and family. Somebody that you feel like is you know very alone, even if they're surrounded by people that, that might care about them. Um, man, this this having having the feedback we got today was 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 fantastic and, and yeah. we'd love to hear yours as well so email us at lunchtime in rome at gmail.com um and uh with that we will see you later bye bye